himself. Uh, no one's more about gel coat. Having trouble with the living? Tired of having your home violated? Want to get rid of them pesky living critters once and for all? Well, come on down and see me, because I'm the Afterlife's leading bio-exorcist. Yes, sir, Come on down now, and I want to tell you, I'll do anything. I'll scare them real bad. The point is, folks, I'm going to do anything to get your business. Hell, I'll possess myself if I got to. Woo! I got demons running all through me. All through me. Come on down here and see it. And hey, if you act now, you get a free demon possession with every exorcist. Bring the little pards down here. Well, we got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. There's no problem with that at all. So, say it once, say it twice, third time's a charm, and remember, I'll eat anything that you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything that you want me to swallow. So come on down now. I'll chew on the dog. Oh! Jason, this is good enough to get the fuck out of here, right? You're letting us go this time, finally? <sighs> oh, Gotta Jesus. think hard about it. Yeah, I think so. Good. Nice, good. nice! Fucking Woo. finally! Mama, I'm uh, coming home! <laughs> I believe it's been about three and a half months, so I think it's the time. Oh, Dave, thank God you're here. What the, the hell is going on? I mean, once we got out of that fucking basement, I went home, I tried to find my girlfriend. Turns out she's she's making the next Friday the 13th movie. It's like part 28 or something. What the fuck is going on? How long were we fucking down there? I don't fucking know, dude. I didn't know where else to go. I'm here. I'm, I'm hiding. Thank God you came here because I'm fucking scared. I, I didn't know where else to go. I, I tried to go to my house. There's fucking Mexicans living in the house. Just, my family's gone. I, I plug in my phone. I'm getting texts. I don't know what the fuck. My, listen to this. I'm driving down the street, and I see a fucking billboard, and I, I see that there's a new mayor elected in, in our city. I'm getting closer and closer. I look up. It's my fucking daughter. My daughter is the mayor of Buffalo, what New York. What the fuck? And, and here's the worst. I'm trying to get a hold of her, and they think I'm pranking her. You know what they tell me? They say, this isn't funny. Her father's been fucking missing for years. What's the matter with you? Uh, I'm getting fucking threats. I'm like, but this is my daughter. She won't take my phone calls. My wife, I can't fucking make heads or tails of this. I can't get anything. I call. Number's disconnected. She's not in the house. My wife is not Mexican. I, I couldn't even speak the fucking language. It might not even have been Mexican. I, I couldn't even speak the language they were speaking in, in my old house. I'm fucking completely lost. I didn't know where to go. I came here. I said, well, the laser lounge, somehow the fucking laser lounge, it's like not, nobody ever touched it. It fucked nothing. We got dust on the mics. We got fucking, there's a skeleton in the fucking closet over here. I think it's Crazy Ralph. But I mean, buddy, I'm just glad you got here because I'm Dude, fucking freaking out. what is happening? How long were we down there? I mean, seriously, it's like the world changed overnight. I have to, I got to tell you, I'm fucking scared. Well, I'm glad you came here. But Dave, what the fuck are we going <sighs> to do? 
what the fuck else can we do? We gotta fucking review movies or fucking talk horror until the world catches up to us. I don't even know. Do podcasts even exist? I don't know. I'm fucking tripping the fuck out. But uh, the fuck? I'm looking for Charles at this point. I'm fucking... I, I don't know what... I didn't know who to talk to. I, I don't know. Fuck. I guess Laser Lounge is all that we fucking have now. <sighs> I guess this is our life now. What's up, Banana Brains, and welcome back to Banana Laser. My name is Mademoiselle, if you're nasty, and with me, back in the lounge, finally, who <laughs> just ate all of her stash of bananas, you motherfucker, is <laughs> Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo, fucking I'm up, I'm happy to be the fuck out, and I'm high on potassium. <laughs> yeah. <a> <laughs> That's pretty good high to be on, too. You know, I've, Ooh, I've heard yeah. if you uh, scrape those banana peels down and, and smoke that, you know, it gets pretty high, but I've never tried that. No, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> I might even put the banana peels in a fucking bowl that's made out of an apple. You know what I'm talking about? I'm smoking <laughs> there. I have, a, I have a fruit salad, you know, a smoke fruit out. Salad. <laughs> Toss that salad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, guys, we're back finally in the lounge, you know, doing a show that is uh, not a Saw retrospective or Banana Ooh. Bites, you know, for that matter. So it's pretty, right. pretty sweet to be back, back in the New York groove, as they say. I want to talk about uh, right here at the beginning and, you know, the the intro sh- the, ah, the intro song that you guys are hearing right now. That's uh, by this band Ghost, if you guys didn't know. And I just had the opportunity to see them on Easter Sunday, April 20th, Hitler's birthday. Uh, the, the, 420! Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, the anniversary, the Columbine shooting. It's a big, epic day. But anyways, yeah. um, wow. So I went and saw this band, and if you guys haven't checked them out, they are fucking phenomenal. They're they're very theatrical in their in their stage show. I mean, all their songs are really about Satan and stuff like that. But on top of that, uh, on that goofy premise as it is, uh, the the musicianship that they have is, is just crazy. Their music is so tight, and it's just really good. I highly recommend anybody if you get a chance. They're coming to your town to go check them out. So I'm gonna look it up, man, because it's fucking. You turn me on, buddy. I'll tell you that. I'm that's good shit. I've always loved that song, but now hearing that, I'm I'm gonna run right out. Yeah. Keep getting on. Yeah. They're not like a super heavy group, you know. That's the that song at the intro is probably their one of their heaviest songs, you know. They're just really talented. Uh, I heard a, a friend of mine compared them uh, because they use a lot of organ and a lot of melodic stuff. Uh, I've heard somebody kind of compare them to Blue Oyster Cult. A little bit. I kind of get that a little bit, but they're they got a little harder edge to them. Really talented guys. Awesome. Yeah, you should check it out if you like seeing an old man and a skull makeup and a and a black fucking pope robe and shit. Then go check them out. Definitely. 
So, Lucifer! Yeah. That's fucking great, man. <laughs> I love that shit. For <laughs> your praise, <laughs> evil one. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so let's talk about this episode that we got for you guys. We're going to do a bunch of different shit. We're going to do a review of a of a really obscure movie that Dave turned me on to called Pen. Crazy Flick from 1988. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do a listener grab bag scenario. Uh, we've had listeners on Facebook supply us with ideas and topics and shit like that. And Dave threw them all in a bucket. And we're just going to randomly draw them out and, and talk about them. So, and then uh, what else we got, Dave? I figured we'd talk about some Friday the 13th since that's been in the news. And, and kind of what we, you know expect or desire from the sequel and our sequel or the new installment whatever the fuck it is who knows yeah what is it right nobody (laughs) nobody really fucking knows so we'll get into that uh shit like that but before we do uh we're gonna take a a quick break and then i'm gonna play another ghost song right here so you guys can get another another side of them so listen to that and we'll be right back Time for the listener grab bag, or whatever we want to call this. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I've been call- ever since you said that. You said grab bag. I don't know if it was to a text to me or on the fucking site or something. And ever since you said that, oh no, no, I, no, not grab bag. The fan grab. That's the word you the used. Since then, <laughs> I've been putting that on the fucking. Uh, I've mentioned it on a few threads on Facebook and whatnot. Fan grab. It's time right? to grab some fans. Yeah. So Dave put it out there on Facebook. You know, we wanted to know what you guys wanted us to talk about, and we got a lot of submissions, a lot of submissions. Mm-hmm. And Dave put all those into a fucking hat. Yeah. And uh, so we're just gonna randomly pull these shits out and talk about them. So I guess yeah. I guess uh, without <laughs> any further ado, let's go, Dave. Let's talk about some All right, shit. What do you here got? we go. Yeah, yeah. Number let's, one. Let's here, let's do something. it. All right. Well, hold on. Can anybody? Every can you hear that shit? I'm yeah. shifting around. It sounds like you got a pile of leaves there. <laughs> That's fucking. It's an exorcist hat, actually. It's an exorcist baseball cap, so it's fitting for the show. Two of you got a banana laser hat, me. So we're gonna do it. I'm shaking them up. Completely random, and let's see what we got. Da, 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 da. Completely random. Right. Wow. 
Okay, is that two? Oh, I dropped one in my drink. Well, just because I dropped one. In my drink. <laughs> that's that's a sign of good luck. Just because I dropped, because I, I two came out at once and one fell in a drink. So the one that fell in a drink, I'm gonna use just because. That's okay. A sign. Okay. Let's yeah, hope it's that's a good a one. Sign. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh fuck! This is I can't. <laughs> it's not well, good. It's, it's written down. <laughs> It's written down wrong, but the funny thing is, I don't know anything about it, but it says... Oh, oh. fuck. All right, let me be, be serious. Um, oh. It says, <laughs> a corn man commentary. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right, this segment sucks already. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. They meant... They, they just spelled it wrong and they wrote it down because I copied and pasted it. And it's... <laughs> it's They meant to write down a corman commentary like uh, Roger Corman. okay yeah i mean however you tell me what you know about mr roger corman not a lot i mean i've i know he did a lot of the the poe movies you know with vincent price and stuff like that and he's done a lot even more you know schlocky stuff and but he, he's been making i mean he's probably got so many movies under his belt it's ridiculous i know recently he's done like sharktopus and some really strange stuff like that right um, oh he's responsible for sharktopus i think so i think he's done a few of those those wacky movies i think sharktopus was one of them yeah he does you know he's he does his own thing and you know he is seemingly sometimes he comes up with the title first and then the idea for the movie second but you know who knows i don't know he's he's a filmmaker he does what he wants to do and if that means having zero budget and, you know, just doing it, then he doesn't. But I, I, I think he's most famous for, like, the Poe, the Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe movies with Vincent Price. like uh, House of Usher, right? Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, he did those, you know, and those are probably some of his better films. I really haven't seen many of those, so I don't know. Can't attest. I haven't. Yeah. I heard he's produced, like, fucking... 400 something films yeah like a ridiculously outrageous amount like 400 and i'm not exaggerating yeah he probably that's what i've heard yeah you know and he's getting up there in age now but he still probably does you know like three to four movies a year in some kind of fashion yeah he's he done a shit he has done a lot mask of the red death that's when he did that's mm-hmm. a vincent price one yeah that's on netflix that think that's streaming as we speak yeah i think so the raven he did fucking my problem is same as you, I have not seen these movies. I've seen a couple, you know, but right. I, I, I can't, I can't be here fronting on it. Sadly, I haven't. Maybe I should go back and watch it. You know, the uh, those 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 movies from the sixties, in the fifty, you know, that era. But you know, I'm just still trying to catch up on fucking all my eighty slashers. If you can believe it, <laughs> there's so much out there, Dave. It's fucking impossible. So what I say is just watch what you want to watch now. You know. Like, you probably have a list of stuff that you want right. to watch. Just watch that, and, and other stuff will come along as it comes along. So, you know, life's too short. I'm trying. But yeah, exactly. But you know what? That's what this show does. Now, just because of this Roger Corman thing, I'm going to watch, you know, a Roger Corman movie that I haven't seen before and take it in, you know, and say, you know what? Okay, let me give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein Unbound was the last one he directed, and it was in 1990. Now, did oh, you see okay. that? I didn't see No, that. no. Did I have De Niro in it? Yeah, was that the one with De Niro with I the eye on the so. cover? Yeah, I think that was oh. where De Niro played him. I no, I didn't watch that. <laughs> oh, was that the? It might have been De Niro. Was that Frankenstein? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, right. I can't say. 
but but that but unfortunately, what can we do? We don't know about Corn Man, as it says here. Corn Man. <laughs> uh, Corn. Yeah, this is. <laughs> let me do. Let me do an imitation of a a listener and make fun of them with a stupid no. Corn, corn Man commentary. Like, let me insult the listeners who download our show. Uh, anyways, let's let, let's go back well, to the back. It could have been me. What are, are you submitting <laughs> ideas to? <laughs> yeah, under a pseudonym. Yeah, oh, I'm really God. a, a are you the Corman fan. You're the right? Corn Man. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Maybe I didn't copy and paste it that way. Maybe you know. Maybe I wrote it. I don't remember doing the process because I just fucking get gotten out of that cell. I'm all fucked up in the head. I'll say. And uh, that's yeah. I was before I got in that cell. So whatever. <laughs> So don't blame me. I might have wrote Corn Man myself. Corn Man. <laughs> Children of the Corn Man. Yes. All right. Okay. All right, let's Corn go Man. Back. Yeah, let's do another one. Back to the bag. Okay. There you go. What about the hat? Whatever. Come on now. Exorcist. Let's go. All right. All right, here we go. Number two. Bum, bum, bum. Hmm. Independent horror. End of wow. Yes. <laughs> That's tough. That is tough. I mean... I'm not super versed. I know there's a lot of of indie stuff and and stuff out there, and I watched some of it. I think I was talking with you guys the other night about um, what was I talking about? Like nobody gets out alive that movie, oh, right. you know. Yeah. And I saw that. And I like that, you know. So I I get them every once in a while, but nothing crazy like sticks out to me, and I don't necessarily seek these movies out and. Just because my time is so limited, you know, so I don't know. What about you, Dave? No, I, I would say that I, I nowadays, like past couple of years, I, I've probably watched a lot more indie horror than mm-hmm. than in the past because I'm not just going to be rebellious for the sake of being rebellious. But in a lot of cases, fuck Hollywood, just because not because it's Hollywood, just because a lot, a lot of shit comes out of it. You know, a lot of times a movie comes to the theater and it's a big Hollywood movie. And and it sucks, you know. I, I'll say some of the remakes are good, some aren't. It, it just isn't what it used to be. In indie horror now, there's a lot of gems. I mean, look at a lot of stuff that you see on Netflix. You know, you never heard of that movie before, and it comes up. I mean, you've heard of it because you're a horror fan, maybe. But I mean, it's not something well known, and it'll come up. You know, like We Are What We Are, or like that, or The Battery, mm-hmm. or movies like that. You know. These are these are in, independent horror movies, and yeah, I think what I watched uh, Resolution on Netflix that was really good. Another one, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I loved Resolution. So yeah, I guess I see them more than I think. I just uh, I just don't think about them necessarily as indies or anything like that. You know, right? The, the, they're the pro- all over. The problem with the fucking the studio machine is that they're they're there to make money, and so you got all these hands going in. And it's like, well. We don't want to do this because that, you know, they want to please everyone, you know, when they set out to make a movie. And then all these, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen, essentially. And then, yeah, so whenever you got a, a few few core group of people set out to make a movie and it's just driven by passion, not necessarily by money. Yeah, there, a lot of gems can come out of there, definitely. For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them are filmed very low budget. The acting is terrible. And it just comes out, and you might watch it, and, you know, it, it might be a piece of shit. However, I would say that nowadays, it's not like what it used to be. Once upon a time, if a movie was, let's say, for example, direct-to-DVD or, or whatever, or VHS, how far you want to go back, and it wasn't a Hollywood movie, 
it was kind of your expectations were low in a way it was kind of a death sentence mm-hmm. but now i would say that independent movies i mean we know about them because we're involved in the genre and you know social media and the people we talk to and that we're friends with it's discussed in our circle that's why it may not seem like independent horror to you cuz you're aware of it and this is the in the age we're in the information age it's out there it's discussed but if this wasn't here you know you would only find out about it when you went to the video store and saw what, what the fuck's this movie you know you might disregard it but now independent horror is just as important i think in the horror genre as as the hollywood movies are if not more so so I would, yeah i would say more so and on top of that is uh, you know depending on how financially it's set up with these movies you know they live and die by by uh, you know the ticket sales or downloads or you know actual sales you know and it's, it's like a studio movie if it bombs they, they still can go make another movie sometimes when these guys independently make a movie if they don't get some kind of if they don't necessarily not make money but you know come out even then they might not ever make a film again so it's important if you find something you like to you know buy it support it tell other people about it it's kind of like alex is like you know talking about what's that movie camp dread that we were talking about right banana bites he's like you know support these people yeah it might not be the best movie but i want to support people that i like in the industry so they can continue to do stuff and that's really important. Sure. I mean, just like, once again, back to Alex and, and the crew, the interview with Adam Green when he was talking about it. You know, Lloyd oh, Kaufman yeah. said, you know, the whole thing about the Toxic Avenger, if it was just coming out now, you wouldn't have that attitude. Oh, you yeah. Let it be pirated. Exactly. Right. And, yes, yeah. he made a strong point. It's true. And there's a lot of movies now that you, you yeah, you should go and support them. I, for one, I agree. I will not go and, and download, you know, go on a torrent site and go get Club Dread or something, or this or that. Um, I'm not going to say I never did, never do any torrenting. But if I do any torrenting, it's for a fucking 80s slasher or something that I have no other access to. There's no other way to get it. Now, if they put it out, that's one thing. If it comes out on, on Shout Factory, Screen Factory, whatever, Anchor Bay, someone picks it up, wonderful. And it's blue, yeah, I'll, I'll put my money down. But in the meantime, there's no other way to get it. That's how I'm going to try mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah, but that, if it's a, that's understandable, yeah. definitely. Yeah, right, right, you know what I'm saying? But now, brand new movies like, you know, Club Dread and everything else that's come out in the last year, it, it, whatever, anything new, I'm I'm going to put money towards it if I can because, you know, support independent horror because we need this. Otherwise, we're going to end up with nothing but Hollywood. No one's going to want to be, you know, putting together a low-budget movie for passion or it's going to be a complete piece of shit filmed on a $1,000 budget. And it's going to be something that nobody wants to see. And that's going to be your choice. Big Hollywood or complete piece of shit. You got to have middle ground. And there's a lot, lot of good independent horror. And, you know, like these found footage movies. They're they're independent. And VHS and shit like that. And what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a big part of, of, of the genre right now is independent horror. This is something we could probably do a whole show on. Talking about movies for the past year alone. It, it's a major thing. And watch it if you don't. I mean, I'm sure everyone that listens here watches it because... Like I said, that they're in our circle. Everybody discusses it. Yeah. Fucking rock and roll. Get on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> rock but and yeah. roll. Rock and roll. But yeah, man, independent horror, you got to have it. Thank goodness we have it now. And, you know, enjoy it while we do have it. Hopefully, you know, I'll get off that whole soapbox. But you got you to gotta support it. So and and you the can't polar be... bears. If we don't take care of the environment, the polar bears are dying off. Okay, people? So we need your money. Send your donations to Dave's address. Dave, that address is? 
<laughs> one, three, no, I better not. One, two, three, four, fake street. Fake street, yes, count me in, yeah. <laughs> Although now, after what just happened, after we got out of the cell, I don't know what the fuck my address is. Right now, it's the laser lounge. So, I, yeah, it's, we're it's 22 Bananas Avenue, we're, you know? <laughs> we're crashing here for the time being, because... What the fuck? I mean, you know, we... What a world we live in. Who knows what happened out there? Something happened. We don't know what happened, but something definitely... We don't We don't even have the same listeners anymore, probably. Anyways. All right. Right, yeah. We're just going to be holed up in here for a little longer until we can figure this shit out, so... Talking we'll, to ourselves. Uh, yeah, talking to ourselves, maybe. Yeah. The <laughs> podcast might be fucking out of the loop by this point. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> okay. Right, let's go back grab, in the bag. Go grab, back into that go. sack. We're going <laughs> to... Sundown sacks. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm going to get just for it. Although the exorcist hat will do. But, all right. Let's see. Number three. What do we got? Number three. Dun, dun, dun. What the fuck's a Scooby Doo? Oh, know. my gosh. Rut row. <laughs> oh, God. Hold oh, the fuck on. Corn man. I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Possessed. Vagina movies. <laughs> Possessed? Is that is that like a subgenre? I don't know, but somebody Who put sent it in. That and I said, in? You put their I'm, names on here? Well, check it out. <laughs> this one actually says, I second Possessed Vagina movies. So this was a, another person. Someone said it, and another person <laughs> said is... <laughs> it. Now, there's not multiples in there. I didn't do it that way. But I, th- I think just the way I cut and pasted it, I just put this one on there. You know, because it was like a, you know, maybe the guy that said Possessed Vagina. I recommended like five others, and this person just said it once, so I cut and paste his one. So wow. yeah, anyway. I want some of these suggestions. I mean, the only thing I can think of is teeth, but that's not really a possessed vagina movie. <laughs> no, it's not. I'll tell you what, there is a movie. Oh boy! When I was young, I used to watch this uh, this this porno. It was called All Insatiable. Right. It's a famous porno. You know, Marilyn Chambers. Oh. What was great about this porno was. It had a bunch the of sex? previews for, for well, <laughs> outside of the, <laughs> the features, tits. Pardon me. Yeah, the ass, the whole nine. Yes, Insatiable. It had Insatiable and Insatiable Two on the same on the same tape. I actually stole it from a party, a house party. Of course, that's how everyone gets their porn in the early okay. days. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad about peeing from some fucking. Oh no, it's guy's like dad. Yeah, you get porn wherever <laughs> I was you like find 15, porn in I the woods. Just off anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah, Insatiable, Insatiable 2 was this tape I had. I ganked it from fucking some, some poor bastard's house. There was these previews on it from different movies. One of them, and I, I watched that movie so much that I remember the previews. And one of them was called Angel Puss. There was all these different movies. But one of them... <laughs> I can recite the fucking... I can still recite them word for word, the freaking uh, the commercials. So I'll, I'll, I'll lead into this by saying this. I remember this line from the trailer for this particular movie. Curiosity didn't kill the cat. It possessed the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what? But what was the and name of the movie? The name of the movie was Angel Above, the Devil Below. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and there so. was a pussy. Now, they show this vagina on there, and it's talking. How do they oh. do it? They must have tied strings to it and did oh. something. And the, the lips are flapping, and it's talking. Oh, hey, my you, God. Yeah, it was, but it was possessed. So the girl was, it was like an exorcist parody, I guess, in a manner of speaking. And the girl was, you know, she was concerned about what was going on with herself and she was being possessed. What and then the, the pussy fuck? had a different voice. They'd be talking. Yeah, you're going to go succumb to my will. You know, 
Yeah. Why, why did we ever make pornos like this? I mean, do, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad we live in the age where porno is just, hey, there's two people. They're going to have sex now. It's not some weird, elaborate setup and like with theatrics and talking vaginas and stuff. Because I, I don't masturbate to talking vaginas. <laughs> Good gravy. Right. I hear you. But it was pretty fucking. I'm gonna seek it out now. Yes, Angel Above the Devil Below. Everybody, Google that shit. See if you can find at least the trailer because you'll you'll get a laugh out of this. Peel it's it back. Peel it back. Yes. Peel those wow. lips back. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> that was good though. Angel Above the Devil Below, and there was something else I wanted to add about it in the commercial. Um, what the fuck? It was a talking pussy, and you know what? <laughs> Back was, in the day, were the though, dicks the 70s, talking too? <laughs> no, but oh, man. now you're giving somebody an idea. Yeah, there, you know, <laughs> a million dollar idea, I'm sure. <laughs> How about cock puppets instead of sock puppets? <laughs> Why are there so like, many songs about rainbows? It's the singing dick doing the, It ain't easy being veiny. <laughs> no, they can reenact like Star Wars and shit. They can oh have my. a fucking yeah. You can put a fucking dark helmet on fucking one cock and a fucking <laughs> dress the other up in a white a white suit and have nope. it be like Luke and Vader and put little fucking things in their hand. Fuck me, Obi Wan penis. You're my only yes. hope. <laughs> cock puppets, yes. All right. But yeah, I know, right? But anyway, um, back in the 70s with porno and shit, just like they talk about in Boogie Nights. You know, they, they were still filmmakers. It was yeah. still being put on film. They they wanted to make porno, but at that point, they wanted to have a plot. Eventually, they found out that they were just wasting their time, and guys <laughs> just wanted to get the fuck off, shoot their load, and fucking turn off the TV and go to bed. <laughs> you know, that's, eventually, I, that's what it was. I can't believe it took them so long. Jesus. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because they went to the theater to see it. That's true. So they paid their money. They paid whatever the fuck it was. They go and they sit down in a seat in a theater and watch a film and jerk off. So who wants to go in and pay to go in a fucking theater, jerk off, and then leave it? <sighs> that whole experience sounds so disgusting to me. Oh man. Yeah, it is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we live in the age now for that one reason. If you're going to yeah. do your porn, yeah. I can masturbate behind closed doors. Yeah, or I don't have to get. Want. I don't have to get uh, Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. You remember right? that? That dude got busted for jerking off in a theater. Oh, yeah, somebody God. we know just got a job in a movie theater, and I said, "I hope you're not mopping shit up." And, and beware of Pee Wee Herman. I told him, oh, <laughs> "You're not a jizz mopper." Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> he goes, yeah, "I got a job at a movie theater." He was all stoked. One of our friends, one of our yeah, yeah, he was on, he was yeah. on the crew a few, few yes. episodes back. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's all, all right. I got for possessed pussies or whatever yeah. the hell it was called. All right. <laughs> So let's go back in the bag and see if you can find the beginning of that thread. Yeah, right. All <laughs> right, all right. Let's see. I know it's weird that I'm pulling out all these obscure, crazy ones. All right, let's see. Oh, this corn one's fat man. One. Let's see. Corn man. Corn man again. This one's fat and long. Fuck. What is this one? <laughs> <laughs> it's veiny too. Oh man. Son of a bitch. God. <laughs> okay. Oh, really famous people. Hold on now. Okay. Okay, really famous people's first movies, horror movies, that they're ashamed of. 
Uh, well, words, the first one that comes to mind is Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Right, and, and he used that as an example uh-huh. in the thing oh, that okay. I would call it now. Um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Jennifer Aniston was in fucking yeah, Leprechaun. Uh, Leprechaun. Yeah, I doubt she I ever never talks saw about that. Oh, it's terrible. Right? It is terrible. <laughs> that, I can't believe they made so many of those movies. I've, I've only seen that one, so maybe maybe the Leprechaun in Space is better. I don't know. Uh, I want to watch Leprechaun in Space just for a laugh. I always have. For years, I've wanted to. Well, we talked about this this new Leprechaun movie that they're doing, and I'm pissed that they're using... And I, I don't want to shit on little people, but I'm pissed that they're using little people <laughs> when they can, you know, that we have the technology, you know, like look at the Hobbit movies and stuff like that. You can make realistic looking small people and it's not, uh, again, I'm not trying to shit on little people, but, you know, their mannerisms and their movements and stuff is just, is just different, you know, so hmm. anyways, well, what, what was the category? You, you think that a leprechaun? Should look like a regular person, but just small. You don't think that a leprechaun is a little uh, a little person? Correct. When you picture a leprechaun, you're telling me you picture just a normal looking guy that happens to be small. You Correct. Don't actually... Really? Yeah, and then you know, because to me it takes me out of it because I instantly you know I mean Warwick Davis he's he's a fine actor he does a great job as the leprechaun guy. Oh shit! Hello. And oh, he finally got through. You got some answer now? It's going to be the beginning of the end for you. Watch out. You know, so, yeah, it just kind of takes me out of it. uh, Because to me, yeah, I just don't envision a leprechaun as being that, so. So you don't want Cornswoggle in that movie, then, basically? No. (laughs) No, I don't. I want them to take a regular person who can act, you know, like a leprechaun would or however they want him to, and then... And then, you know, through the magic of movie making, you know, make him a smaller person, you know, so. Well, well, point well taken. No, I understand that. That's fine. I never thought of it. I guess when I picture a leprechaun, I just picture a little person. That's all I ever see is they usually have beards. They're Irish, of course, and they're small. I just always associated them the way I I would uh, think about a Smurf. It's just a mythical small yeah, well, they could be small, but like a little. Again, I'm not trying to shit on little people, but they all have. No, like, no, because you might do it literally. Be they, careful. <laughs> they all, yeah, because I shit standing up. They all have a, uh, you know, a, like a waddle to them and a certain type of mannerisms and stuff like that. You know, whereas I think of a small leprechaun as being fast and agile and, oh. you know, just a certain build. You know what I mean? So. Yes, I, yeah. Mm hmm. Like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You ever see that episode when they find, when they see the leprechauns? No. <laughs> oh, you should. Okay. Well, see, that would be the perfect... Because those fuckers do move fast. So that that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Of. They're agile. Yeah, you're right. Fucking A. Yeah, fuck Corn... His name is Hornswoggle. I was just being funny saying Cornswoggle. Corn that's what you Man call. Swoggle? Corn? Yes, it's Corn Man's son. Corn Swoggle. Yes. <laughs> so, so back to topic. Yeah, uh, um, I, George Clooney. We we reviewed his movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Return he, to Horror High. He probably never talks about that. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if they're embarrassed about it. I don't think I Johnny think... Depp is because he even came back for like part six and did like yes, a cameo yes. in part six. And so no, he's probably not embarrassed about it at all. He's like, yeah, it's something I did. I'm not super proud of it, but yeah. Right, they shouldn't be viewed as like fucking 
uh, a girl taking nude pictures before she fucking became an A-list Hollywood actress. Yeah. I was very young. I needed the money. It's you know what I mean. It shouldn't be viewed that way. Mm-hmm. That's a little it's, different. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the point that uh, the person put when they mentioned that about about the actors and actresses is basically saying just that that you know uh, it's kind of pretentious of, of these people to fucking put themselves above it. It's not like it was porn. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I mean, fuck. In a lot of ways, that's how some some of these horror flicks are viewed in the because they're just not taken the same way as regular movies are, unfortunately. No, no, sad but true. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I still say that it's perceived better than sci-fi is. I think sci-fi gets fucking ripped on, and it's mostly because of the Star Trek people and the people that go, you know, gallivanting about dressed up in, in you know, space suits and fucking the people that are into the. You know, what's this shit we were talking about? Flarping and shit like that. Flarping. Hey, <laughs> uh, hey you, know. you want to get my van and do some flarping? No, <laughs> LARPing. L-A-R-P. Oh, yeah. Lar- I-, I added the F to put the, the F in it. Yeah. Okay. All Fucking right. live yeah. action role play. <laughs> now, that could be a porno we watch. Yeah. Pro- probably <laughs> but, is. But, yeah. That seems a little more geeky, I think, to the average Joe than horror movies. I think horror movie fans, to the, to the guys on the outside, we just seem... You know, maybe freakish a little bit, but I don't think it's perceived as bad as like the sci-fi shit is, or even the comic book people. I don't know. What do I know? Maybe I'm just saying whatever because I love horror. Whatever. I'm sitting there trying to think of other people, and it, I suck at just coming up with stuff like this. Maybe this is a bad idea. But well, that's I, why we're here. I can't think of anything else. Hmm. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, somebody's first movie. I, I can't either. I don't think. Um, I'm sure uh, whoever's oh, listening Kevin Bacon. right now. Kevin oh, Bacon. yeah. There we go. Yeah. He yeah, even I, did a parody of I didn't it. watch that. How was that? It was cool. It was a little, little commercial, and there was different Kevin Bacons coming in, and he was dressed the same way he was in fucking in part <laughs> one. And, you know, he did them all. He did Footloose. He did something else. He did something else. But at least they acknowledged the Friday the 13th Kevin Bacon. Nice. You know? So, once again, I don't think he's embarrassed either. Obviously not, because... He did a parody of it, so mm-hmm. what the fuck does he care? And why would you be embarrassed at this point when you're an established actor? You know, yeah. what, what are they gonna do? Oh, oh, he did that. Oh, well, I can't like. Oh, anymore. I can't believe you, know? you would sink so low. Well, you're just starting out. You gotta do something. So, yeah, hmm. <laughs> right. Yes, and Tobin Bell. Look at him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought we were done talking about that. <laughs> okay. You're right. Fuck. Uh, you're right. We can't talk about that anymore. Oh, right. Nobody brother. in the movie. Nobody in Saw. Nothing to do with Saw. Next time we'll talk about Saw a good year from now. Fair enough. <laughs> a year from now. Mark the calendars. We probably got let's – do, let's do one more, Dave. Let's pull mm-hmm. one out and maybe we can hit a home run here because we're, yeah, we're kind of floundering with some of these. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Let's see. Come on. Grab a good one. All right. Let's see. Come on. Corn man. This is a long one. What is it? The longer the better, my mom always says. Horror movies for kids, like okay. Gremlins and stuff. And stuff, all right. Uh, and the stuff, yes. Remember that movie from the 80s? That's the not stuff. for kids, no. Um, no. Uh, you know one that always stuck out with me, and I haven't seen it as an adult, but I remember being terribly frightened of it as a kid, is uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes, I believe is it's the a, name of it. Do you recall that Disney movie? I remember yeah. it used to be played on the Disney Channel. So oh, I'm yeah, assuming. it is. But I remember being, as a young child, I remember that movie being frightening. Is that is that what he means by in this category? I don't know. I guess he's saying what well, movies are good for, for kids. Yeah. That That's what scary. I'm going to take it as. And, 
being a father, it's it's really tough because I thought Poltergeist was going to be okay. I think I mentioned that before. I tried that with right. her. She wasn't scared. She was upset about the girl being gone. So whatever. I guess it's a failure. But um, a lot of people talk about that movie uh, Monster Squad. Is that what it's called? Monster Squad? Oh, yeah. Monster Squad. You, yeah. I've never seen it. It seemed oh, too kiddy okay. for me, so I never watched it. Everyone talks about it, but it just seemed kitty to me, so I never bothered to watch it. As a kid, I loved it. You know, I haven't seen it since then, but it's 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 like directed by Frank Drek or Frank Fred Drecker, who did uh, Night of the Creeps, I believe. And so, but from from what everybody I've heard, it's it doesn't hold up uh, nowadays. But I don't know. I haven't watched it recently. But I loved that movie as a as a kid. I think they had some rights issues with some of the the, the quote unquote monsters because they had the mummy, they had Dracula. Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, the Wolfman, they had the creature from the Black Lagoon, I think, but they called him like Gilman or something like that. <laughs> I, re- I remember that being weird. They called him Gilman or something. Wow! Um, so was it? A, it had to be a Universal movie. I would imagine for them all to be there. I don't know. I don't right? know who put that out. So, hmm. but. You know what? That was probably a good movie to introduce me to the Universal Monsters because at that time in the mid '80s, you know, I wasn't watching Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman. I knew about their characters just because, you know, it's in pop culture. But that was it. You know, it's a good introduction for that. Yeah, and he mentioned Gremlins, and I have to agree. Uh, I showed Gremlins to my daughter. Gremlins one and two. She really likes them. The only yeah. thing I censor is some of the language, and that's just something I choose to do because I don't curse in front of her. You know, other pe- other parents are maybe a little more liberal on that, and whatever. That's so be it. I uh, she loves the hell out of Gremlins. You know, it doesn't scare her. I honestly think that if you had to pick one outside of like the classic, but you know what, the classics are too boring. You can't show them yeah, Dracula no. and shit like that. I can they barely watch like, those. <laughs> yeah, there's a hell of a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be dialogue heavy they have to be jumping around there's got to be something for the kid to look at and everything else so I, yeah Gremlins I think is is probably the best one you got there you know yeah, even though it's not a, not a straight up horror movie but it's horrific things are happening it's a basically like a, a creature feature in, in a manner of speaking but a bunch of them I don't so, know because I, I mean shit I was watching The Shining and Creep Show at a young age and so to me and Texas Chainsaw Massacre so to me those are kids horror movies I don't know uh, <laughs> and I don't have kids myself so Well know. yeah a lot of us started young this is true but I guess uh that was the topic movies for kids and that's you know it's tough Willy Wonka's got some horrific shit going on in it. She loves that. So I can only go by that. It's not a horror movie by any means. But I'll tell you what, there's some scarier shit going on in that movie sometimes than there is some horror movies. There's some lasting impressions. That fucking boat ride's creepy as shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just I just Googled uh, like kids' horror movies here, and here's a couple. Um, well, Something Wicked This Way Comes is on there. Monster Squad is on there. Lady in White. I watched that as a kid. That, that was... That's scary. For that's, a that's well. That's what I mean. But it's like a child story, but it's scary, and that's why something wicked this way comes. That's why that came to mind. I was trying to think think of something actually scary. Right. Well, that but, was made um, for TV, wasn't it, Lady in White? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They got uh, Beetlejuice. You know, that's pretty good. Yeah, my daughter likes Beetlejuice, but you got to censor that. There's even an F bomb in that. Oh movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Nice man. fucking treat. Uh-uh. You know? <laughs> nice fucking model. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you yeah. said. <laughs> uh, Monster House, that animated feature. Oh. I love that movie. That was a good flick. I have not seen it. My daughter has talked about it several times, and I still it's haven't good watched movie. it. I, you know what? Speaking of recent movies like uh, Frank and Weenie, I want to check yeah. that out. Haven't seen that. I want to see what's that? I saw that at the movies with my daughter. Oh, that cool. and Paranorman, for that matter. Paranorman, yeah. And yeah. Uh, there was another one called like Transylvania something. There's like a, a lot of oh, these. Oh, oh out. yes. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna say Transylvania six five thousand. Six five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> No, not that one. Actually, Hotel kids, Transylvania? kids probably like that too. Yeah, that's it. Hotel Transylvania. So yes, there's a, there's uh, lots of these uh, kind of coming out recently. So that's actually good. Good. I'm glad that they are. And my daughter saw that one too, but not with me. But I but I do remember that that she did see that one. So yeah, it does seem like there's more nowadays than there used to be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, it's not a horror movie, but once again, huh. just horrific. Yeah, it's type all about things. Halloween. Crazy shits happening. So. Right, right. So I'm glad they have that because we didn't really have that kind of stuff when we were children. I guess that that's maybe that's the point of this is that they're at least nowadays they're um they're starting them off younger and it's not inappropriate. You got to get them while they're young. You got to start <laughs> them off early, man. You got to yep. warp their fragile fucking mind. That's what you <laughs> yeah, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, like ours. Yes. Well, like ours. Yeah. You know, you ma- pass make it them on. one of us. All right, so I think that worked yes, out right. fairly well for our first grab bag segment. We'll come back to this from time to time, I think. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's, they weren't always so easy. But. Yeah, it's a good way to get all the listeners involved. So, guys, check that. If you haven't joined our Facebook group page, please do that. That's where all this interaction comes from, so check that out. But at the same time, if you got ideas and stuff you want to talk about for the show you can always drop us a voicemail at 314-720-8842 or or or, uh you know send us uh old-fashioned email at bananalaser at gmail.com so just an old-fashioned email i love that song Mrs. Malaris, 
She tried to bite my pecker off. Trusted family doctor to an eminent psychiatrist. No one could help our little angel. Until one day... Oh! Well, how do you do, ma'am? The way you appeared at my doorstep. It's almost like a miracle. God works in mysterious ways. You hang on. That may sting. What lovely, innocent eyes. Do you mean to say that this is the girl that you call a sex maniac? <laughs> Men are such swine. A sexy satire that has something to please everyone, especially me. <laughs> Hope you'll come see our show. It'll be, oh, 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 Angel above, the devil below. Okay, now say the whole thing again. Now start at the beginning. You're both very handsome men. <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that's been in the news lately and it's something that we all just love talking about we can't get enough of it dave what am i talking about <laughs> friday the 13th bitches <laughs> uh you know friday 13th is is in the news recently because clearly they're moving forward with some kind of sequel new installment um reboot rehash reef something we don't know all we know is nope. they're making another friday the third or a movie called friday the 13th it might not even have jason <laughs> Voorhees in it we don't know the one thing we do know that they just recently put out is the fact that they have already secured a director and that's david bruckner uh, apparently he did one of the segments in the original vhs yeah, that's cool. I lo- I really like that movie, so I guess that's a good thing, right? Fuck yeah, all the segments in the okay. first VHS were good. At least, in my opinion. Maybe not everybody's. Yeah. I think we talked about it before. Yeah, I don't know about but, that. But. <laughs> right. I I have, well, I'll tell you what. If you want to say the weakest one was fucking done by Ty West, so be it. He's a good director, too. So, whatever. It, True. I think, yeah. So, pretty much VHS, they were all good good segment so yeah and this kind of you know they tease the idea of found footage style jason Voorhees friday 13th movie which i'm not entirely against uh, i like the genre so this maybe is a step in that direction with one of these guys in there so i don't know but the reason i bring it up today is i really wanted to discuss as fans of the series dave and i i wanted to discuss what we wanted in a Friday the 13th movie. They're making it. Let's just throw out some ideas of what we want in it. I, I said I don't have a problem with the found footage. But one thing I would have a problem with is if Jason Voorhees is not in the movie. That would be a big... A big and, and there's been sites that have posted about him maybe not being in it. That's crazy to me, but you never know. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, he's got to be in it. I never once for a second was comfortable with the idea of Jason not being in the movie. That's fucking preposterous. I mean, I didn't even watch the series. You know, I was the biggest Friday the 13th fan going. And that series came out, and then, you know, I watched one episode, and I said, okay, no Jason, 
fuck you. That was it. Now I've heard that there was some good episodes. It's actually, yeah, it's actually not bad, but... Okay, but at the time I was so put off by that. I was like, fuck this fucking show. Are you kidding me? I never watched it. Now, me, of course I can go back now and check it out, but that's the... Holy fuck! Holy shit. Breaking news! What? <laughs> In the middle of it. Friday the 13th. Listen to this shit. Okay. Um... Hold on, I'm, I'm, this is kind of funny that it's Friday the 13th and this thing just popped up on my news here. Um, armed robbers wearing Jason masks from Friday the 13th films linked to series of incidents across Northampton. <laughs> really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, a gang of men threatening people in, in Dustin and demanding cash while wearing Jason-style masks from Friday the 13th is being linked to another knife point robbery in the town. The latest attack happened in Sheen Street on Monday, April 14th, between 7.20 and 7.40 p.m. 7.40. Dude, wouldn't it be great if they were all the different Jasons, like a part three, a part four, a part five, and and it was like the ex-presidents from from Point Break, but it's the ex-Jasons. Uh, like you got sackhead there. That was, oh, man. Could you imagine? Ladies and gentlemen, we are the ex-Jasons. Oh, that sounds incredible. Let's see now. Hold on. The offenders were all wearing face masks, described as Jason masks, a character from the Friday the 13th film series. They were also wearing dark-colored hooded fleece tops with the hoods up. What the fuck? Yeah, so I guess all this shit's going down in fucking, what, the UK. People, a group of robbers wearing Jason masks, fucking people up and taking their money. Wow. Hmm. But yeah, wouldn't that be cool if there was like a progression? They had Sackhead. They had they had fucking Part Three Jason. They had the Part Four mask. They had the Roy mask in the blue, and then they <laughs> they had the big egghead from fucking Part Six. Which one would be in charge though? Maybe Charles would be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Um, I go with Sackhead. You know what, um, though? I want to talk about Sackhead. I'm, I'm completely sabotaging this this conversation. Yeah, I'm I see sorry. that. <laughs> we wanted to talk about something else, but I'm sorry. I It's in my head now, so if I never if I don't talk about it now, I might not remember it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> remember we talked about Sackhead, uh, and we said what would happen, and, and not just us. It's been discussed on other shows, and it's a question that's popped up. Sackhead, if they never went with the hockey mask, what would have happened with the Jason character and wouldn't would it have gotten to the place that it's gotten if he just wore a sack? And you know, it's been discussed and it's I'm not gonna go on and on about it, but I was thinking about it. The biggest problem with that would be remember how like in in the Friday the thirteenth with when he's wearing the hockey mask, what a fucking big moment that was when the mask was knocked off and then he turned around and you see his face each movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That would never have worked with a sack. What could they have done? Each movie, some guy comes up and fucking pulls a sack off his head all of a sudden in the middle of all that mayhem. <laughs> there yeah. wouldn't have been any drama, right? Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. No, you needed something that was just, uh, you know, uh, something kind of recognizable, you know, and the old style hockey mask, you know, that's something that just clicks. You immediately recognize that. And I think that's what they were going for. Right, as great as Sackhead is, and he is fucking great, and I wouldn't mind seeing another movie or two with him in it that way, they wouldn't have had that big moment. What was great about the mask was just that, that it was a cool-looking mask, but on top of it, all you had to do was slice that one part, and the fucking thing just flies (laughs) off, you know, that side, that little fucking strap. 
And whoop, the way it flies off in dramatic fashion, they fucking slow-moed it. They did everything. I mean, particularly part four, which will always stand out to me. The way mm-hmm. that thing, and he jerked back, he turned around, the man flew off, hit the ground. Fucking amazing. Could you imagine the sack hitting the ground? And <laughs> there would have been no drama to that at all, you know? Yeah, maybe he, if he went with a sundown sack, it probably would have been pretty good. <laughs> sundown sacks. <laughs> so, so sundown sacks. Yeah. You know what they could have done? They could have had a guy with like a fishing rod. He could have flung it across the room with a hook, caught the fucking mask and like reeled it back and the Swinks. fucking mask flew off. Like real Scooby-Doo like, style. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I guess it could have worked for a movie or two, but not the way it did with the mask in parts, you know, four, five doesn't count for the mask because, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. When that mask came off, we didn't even know who the fuck that was. Did you know who that was? Oh, fuck no. I had when no they idea. showed Roy? No. I'm like, okay. hey, there's some weird man down there. What happened? <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, so I wasn't no. the only one. Okay. Six. What the fuck? The mask didn't come off in six, did it? It came off at the beginning. Yeah, in the it beginning. It never came off at the end. Mm-hmm. Never at the But end. the other ones, it came off. Seven and eight and, and Seven. whatever. Eight was terrible. Nine, but it came off in three. It came off in four. But still, there was it was a dramatic fashion with the mask coming off, and it was cool. So, but that's the only reason the sack wouldn't have worked. But sorry, I'll steer back the topic. You were saying yeah. no. So okay, <laughs> so okay. What was it? Two thousand nine. We got our Friday Thirteenth reboot, quote unquote. You know, and I, I think you're like me. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. You know, it's it's definitely different, but it's entertaining. It it does what I think a Friday Thirteenth movie should do, you know, on on most levels. But they're making another movie. Do you want to see a sequel from that movie, or do you want to see a movie that is stylistically made like that? Do you hmm. want to continue that storyline? I would not mind seeing a part two to the to the to the uh, to the remake. The remake to me was the best. Of all the slasher remakes there was, definitely better than Halloween and Texas Chainsaw and My Buddy Valentine. In any other slasher movie that was remade, this was the best of the pack, in my opinion. I would not mind seeing a remake to that because it'd be simple. It'd be the same fucking thing. I mean, Friday the 13th Part 2 picking up where that left off would just be kids in the woods getting fucking hacked and slashed. Same old shit. I mean, what else are you going to... I mean, if you reboot it again, like fucking Spider-Man style or whatever the fuck it is, another one, then you have to go through all that origin shit once more. Oh, I definitely and, do not want more origin stories at all. No. We I don't think, need it. No, they did I, it twice now. Mm-hmm. I think you're definitely right as far as we just need the setting and Jason to be there and for stuff to happen. I don't know if if seeing continuation of the reboot is what I want though out of a movie. I think I think because people are constantly trying to redo 80s movies today. You know, they're trying to make the 80s slashers today and some are successful and and some aren't. You know what I mean? They're, they're really trying to just remake, not like the Friday 13th movie. They're trying to literally make a movie like it took place in the 1980s. I think if they did something like that with this franchise, I would be completely floored by it. Like if they, let's just say Friday 13th Part 4, I think, you know, that's one of our favorites. If they just suddenly made a movie today that was stylistically on par with that, you know, probably some better effects and 
and maybe a little better acting here and there and stuff like that. But if it was the same kind of beats that that movie kind of hit, I think we'd be blown away. Because, you know, the kind of Jason Voorhees that's in that movie is very much different from the one that's in the reboot. Do you disagree? Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is different. And what I, I, I don't want to see... I see. I don't want to contradict myself. I, I'm just saying <laughs> it, it would be okay to see a sequel to that one. However, I don't want if another movie comes out and it's not linked to that one. That's just fine. And right. like you said, let sure. let it take place yeah. in the '80s. That would be fucking great. I I think that's highly unlikely. I don't think that um, big budget, you know, Hollywood movies now want to set their shit in the '80s. We, we we've seen it with some other movies. We have seen movies that take place in the '80s, but they're mostly independent, or they're mo- they're just not. I just couldn't see Hollywood putting right. out something like that because you got to keep in mind it's the same people. They're marketing to teenagers, you know. Yeah, Th- this I agree. Is the they're not marketing to us who are no. fans. Yeah, you're right. We're not the target audience, so therefore I, it wouldn't work because they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" I, I mean, also don't I guess mean, they could see it in a parody, you know. Yeah, I also don't mean necessarily set it in the '80s. I just mean stylistically make it as one of those movies because people are really trying hard to recreate that style of movie today because you know once scream hit then slashers changed completely 100 percent, not 100 percent, but they changed to a a different format you know and so we're picking up on that you know still you know so now there's this want for like retro style of slashers and stuff like that and that's what people are trying to make. I think if they somebody goes in with the mindset of making it kind of a more retro style of a thing, and not necessarily pick up with any storyline like uh, you know Tommy Jarvis or anything like that, but just just say oh, here, here you go, Crystal Lake, and, and go. But yeah, that's another thing. Do you want to see returning characters of any kind? Oh, I don't know. Not at this point because it's not Friday so. the Thirteenth. It's not the same timeline if they wanted to make the same timeline i gotta tell you i would be completely fine with that if they if they i mean i would i think you would i don't think that you know most people would but if they wanted to make this friday the 13th part 13 hypothetically they could if you include jason x in the remake and you could just do that for marketing value and have this pick up at the end of like fucking even part eight I don't give a fuck. Or I have to pick up at the end of Jason X when he's back on Earth 2. I would honestly be more excited to see that than to see uh, um, a 2015 fucking era Friday the 13th. Because it's you're never going to have that again. And nobody wants to see that. I, 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 pardon me. I don't want to say nobody. We want to see it. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's the target audience. And as long as it comes to the theaters... It's not going to be that way. The only ho- I, I really wish that like France or, or some other country could make it because you see movies from other countries and they're just fucking hardcore slashers and they do shit. Where an American movie, Hollywood, they have to throw in a bit of comedy and they have to throw in fucking tokens and they have to throw in just the same recycled shit that we keep seeing. It's unfortunate. I mean, we're still going to be happy to see Jason on the big mm-hmm. screen. Sure. And. Yeah, it's nice that we know that this director is from VHS. That That's fine. I like all that. I just don't see... I don't think we could go back to that. I don't think that they would They would allow that to happen. 
No, yeah, you know, probably and Tommy right. Jarvis. I'll tell you what, as much as I don't give a fuck about the Tommy Jarvis character at this point, I would welcome seeing him just because it would be an old school flavor. Because it, 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 obviously, anyone that saw the, the 2009 remake or anybody now or any of the teenagers now, they don't give a fuck. They don't know. They don't know who the fuck Tommy Jarvis is. So if they were making a movie with Tommy Jarvis in it, that would be proof that they were making it for us, for you know the older crowd and us fans that they grew up with it. So. I've always said I don't want Jarvis being involved, but <laughs> I hate to say it, but at this point, I think I would welcome that just because I know that they would be going for the, an old school crowd. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that point. Uh, it's not like a character. I never thought I, really I would want say to that. See. Yeah, I don't really want to see. No, him come I don't want to see it. Like a Van Helsing kind of guy and. You know, be hunting down Jason again or something like that. But I know, I understand. I completely feel you on it. And we believe me, anyone that listened to our commentary on six knows how we feel about fucking Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> uh, but how about we do have those rumors about Tommy Jarvis and even have an actor portraying in, in Tara Jarvis, whoever the fuck that's supposed to be, are rumored to be in this movie. Now, once again, it's rumored and it's IMDb and what the fuck? Uh, let it be scary. And let it be gory, and I really would not have any complaints outside of that. I'll keep it simple. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I just want to see more. Obviously, we want to see in it what we want to see in it. The thing is, what we want to see, there's a good chance we're not going to see. It's it's a pipe dream for guys like us. Most likely no, but at the same time, you know, I felt like the reboot 2009... You know, lots of people don't like that movie, but I felt like it gave us everything we wanted. It, yeah, it had to deal with the whole thing of like the you know quote unquote reboot and kind of retelling the origin story, but it still delivered. Yeah, I think some things it was too much of, like it was too much comedy maybe, but uh, you know all the kills and Jason just being extreme badass. Right. All, all worked, you know. We, uh, I think we'd love those elements. So I didn't mind the comedy either. It was lighthearted comedy. Like I liked it. Fights. I think. Com- I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just comparing it. It's like it had probably the most comedy out of any Friday Thirteenth. You know, that's just the style of films these days. Yeah, that, you know, that's just no, the- no. It didn't have more comedy than fucking Jason Lives. No way. Oh yeah, it was not playing for that. <laughs> Yeah, please. Jason Lewis was playing for fucking comedy all over the place. Oh, man. So think about it from that perspective. So what did you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're right. I, for, I put that out of my mind so much. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. oh, I wish I could put it out of my mind. But, okay, so. <laughs> no, this... but there was comedy. But yeah. let me say, my biggest turnoff was the fuck, as usual, was the fucking CGI. I didn't like the tunnels thing so much, but there was a couple instances of CGI that I just didn't like. But I never do. I never, when I see a knife go into a fucking head, I don't want to see any computer involved in that whatsoever. What's so fuck? I want to see whatever the fuck it is. I want to see practical effects. I want to see a fucking piercing of the skin and blood, not necessarily squirting out or splashing out, but coming out. I don't want to see that, that CG scene with the fucking girl under the deck was a big turnoff for me. I don't want to see that shit. But I, I want to see, damn it, I want to see something fucking scary. Something with atmosphere. And I honestly don't think American cinema, Hollywood movies, can produce that anymore. When's the last time you were scared at a fucking movie? I'll take that back. The Conjuring had some scary moments and so did the Insidious films. Let me take it back. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. It can be done, but I don't know. Yeah, but is that the fault of the movie makers or is that just us getting older 
and you know not having the innocence anymore and seeing stuff under a different light you know so i don't know hmm now that, that's a good question i hear you I, I don't know what that is i just don't see i can watch a slasher now that i've never seen let's say i stumble across one of the few slashers from the 80s i haven't seen and i can put it in if i come across it and, and watch it and there could be moments in that movie where i'm genuinely creeped out by it and it's a little bit scary I don't think that could happen in a modern movie. Not a slasher. Maybe a ghost story. Maybe, like I said, Conjuring and Insidious, that's different. That's paranormal. That can be scary. But as far as like a, 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 a hack and slash stalker killer, I can't remember the last time an American movie had that in it. I can think of some foreign movies that had that. I just think American cinema has changed so drastically now that, I don't know. I don't want to give up. I shouldn't. I want to think positive. <laughs> I mean, seriously. If you and I had the fucking budget, and, and could write, and many other people like many people in our circle that listen to the show, people that we know that are friends with. If we can put together something and get on a set, I truly believe we could make something scary. Why should I give up hope that somebody else can do it? No, I think you're oh. right, and I think that comes down to, uh, you know, coming back to where we started is this David Bruckner guy. It's all gonna, everything on a set stems from the ideals of the director if he doesn't if he's not into it and enthusiastic about it of what he wants to achieve then no one's going to be i'm excited to see what his ideas for the movie would be at the same time i'm not familiar enough with his work so you know so i'm wondering would it be better to go with like if like say adam green like this was his passion project and let him do a Friday 13th or let's say for some reason a Rob Zombie or something like that would those be too I don't know would they bring too much style to it and stuff like that and too much too much difference you know too much outside the realms of what Jason Voorhees is supposed to be I don't know hmm but you're talking about directors that are their style is known I believe if Adam Green did a slasher like Hatchet the comedy would be over the top. Um, that would be the drawback there. I believe if Rob Zombie did it, I don't think Rob Zombie could handle it either. <laughs> yeah, we saw what, we did, what he did with Halloween. He completely, right. he completely transformed that into something entirely different. And so do would I want that with this series? No. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No. As much as I like Rob Zombie... Um, at the point he's at now, he's too stylistic. And it could be good to a degree, but Friday the 13th and Slashers are not about that type that type of style. I'm not looking for fucking Suspiria when I watch Friday the 13th. I'm not knocking Rob Zombie at all. It's just not something he should do as a Friday the 13th. I want a good slasher. I don't want some... I, 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 I do think Rob Zombie has, has grown as a director, and he, he does have that, you know, that artistic style... But that doesn't really fit in for slashers. That's why, once again, Lords of Salem is a good fit for him because it's a supernatural type thing. That's where you know that's the type of movies I think he should make more so than just a basic slasher. A basic slasher doesn't have to be stylistic and fucking artsy and have colors and you know it just granted characters is, is another story. He can write some characters, but once again, they're too vulgar too. It when we had enough of that vulgarity in the fucking remake, mm-hmm. you know, as far that's as I'm true. concerned. You know, I don't, uh, no, I would rather not see Rob Zombie. If another director we could pick, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Ty West even, because I'm not going to say fucking Eli Roth, because once again, I keep saying the jury's still out. Let me see this fucking Green Inferno and <laughs> right. whatever. 
exactly. guy has done shit in fucking forever. Um, I think Ty West maybe could handle it. I don't know, but he doesn't really do s- slashers either. No, and so, yeah, I think something that he could bring to it, which I think what we both just kind of want at the core is an atmospheric movie. You know, we don't want an action movie, which the 2009 movie was borderline on, I think. We want a nice, creepy atmosphere around this setting and this and this character. Don't necessarily make Jason the hero. Uh, no, no, you know? no. Uh, well, I, I think the 2009 movie was kind of doing that. He was so heroic in his abilities and stuff, which... I still think is is good, but you know I I want to pull it back a little bit, which is kind of coming back to what I was saying about stylistically trying to do a movie more like the older movies. You know, like you said, it has more atmosphere. Who knows? No, I hear you though. I agree with you. But this Bruckner cat, the VHS that segment he did was good with that that girl, that succubus, that situation. That was fucking cool. I like that. And that's promising. Uh, did you see The Signal? That was his first movie. Is that right? Oh, I yeah. really love that movie. Oh, wow. It was cool. Yeah. That, yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, that had different directors, though, too, right? Yeah, that was did three. It? Yeah, that was three segments all done by different directors. I wonder which one he did. Oh, is that what it was? The Signal was three segments? Oh, yeah, yeah. the what? You're right. <laughs> my bad, yeah. my bad. My yeah, bad. so I wonder which one of those he did. I mean, either way. I think he'll be a good fit for this, and as long as he doesn't do something like Friday 13th, Son of Jason, or something just out, just crazy out there, I think we'll be happy with whatever, but Just knows? put a fucking Jason Voorhees out there with a hockey mask on, killing people, have yep. some fucking scary music, have it fucking gory, don't have too much comedy. That's what pisses me off, really. That dudes like us can sit here and fucking rap about it, and people are listening to the show saying, "Yeah, these fucking guys are right. That that that's all they got to do." How does it have to be so fucking hard? I don't know. A slasher should should be simple. Mm-hmm. Think about the great slashers you've watched. It's really pretty simple. And I understand it's not going to be parts one through four. We'll never have that again. I understand that. I understand why some people don't want it, but maybe it'll be too slow. I don't know. I disagree. I like a slow burn and a fucking great climax. But that's me. Not everybody feels that way nowadays. And once again, the target audience is teenagers, so it's a different world now. I think that the uh, it's a pretty simple recipe. I think so. That's it's, what's frustrating, I think, for people like us. It seems you know? simple, and I wouldn't even care. I don't care how much of a budget they have. I, I think you're like me. I watch fucking fan-made films about Jason Voorhees, you know, and that's on like a nothing budget. I don't give a shit. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it, you know. If it's a micro budget, as long as it's good and they don't stray too far away from the ideals of this franchise. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna have our hopes held high. This is this is true. This is for sure. I don't think they could fuck it up. I think we discussed it. That, that we know how there's, there's ways you can fuck it up. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, 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 and on the other end of the spectrum, I'm not expecting them to fucking reinvent the slasher wheel either. No. Wouldn't it be great though if not. they did? No. It'd be wonderful if they did. If I could sure. sit down and say this is 2015 or whatever the fuck, and a slasher movie came out and it fucking blew my doors off. Yeah, that that would be great to say. Do I expect that at this point? No. We've we've been around this fucking we. We've been in this game a long time. We know. We know what to expect. 
keep your expectations, you know, temper them, and then hope for the best. The recipe is pretty simple. That's why Rob Zombie's Halloween makes no fucking sense to me. But <laughs> we discussed that in length oh, yeah. on our fucking famous <laughs> Halloween fucking show. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so go back you know. to the archives on horophilia.com and check those out for sure. Yeah, um, but give us, give, give me and you, fucking give us $5 million even. See, go and fucking make this Friday. Here's the actors. Okay, here's the casting. Go make a Friday the 13th movie. I definitely believe, you know, it, it really shouldn't be that difficult to do. And that's that's not an insult on the series. We love the series, but I'm just saying it's it's you know it's not it's, it's simple. You just have to have a great fucking climax. That that's a big thing right there. And you know, scary music is not too hard to fucking reproduce. I yeah. don't know. Uh, what you it gotta can be do done. is just take the Manfredini score and just cut and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'd like to. How how it would play to modern day audiences? The Manfredini score? I don't know, but. I know a lot of people that we know that would fucking be just fine with it. All right, so I mean, I think I've said my piece, Dave. You got any uh, final thoughts, or is that? About I could it? talk for hours. Yeah. I could talk for hours about okay, it. But I'm, it I'm not going to. I've turned off uh, your microphone hours yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about it. I think, but I'm not going to. There's nothing else we can really add to it. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to hope for the best with this director, and he's done some good things. So fucking a, just. Do it fucking up, A gore. and D, please, yeah. Bring, yes, give me some gore and make it fucking scary. guys welcome back and uh we got a movie review here for you for a flick that you most likely have never heard of because i've never heard of this shit until dave z brought it to my attention but that's a little film from 1988 called pen p-i-n not p-e-n but pen. Yeah. a plastic nightmare is the uh <laughs> That's colon, a, a plastic nightmare. A plastic nightmare. That sounds like a por- another porno thing. Uh, <laughs> Angel above, a plastic nightmare below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there is one in this movie. We will get into that. There Here, is a fucking... <laughs> you know what? Just for fun, let's read some of the other taglines on IMDb. Uh, here's one. Brother, sister, murder, sin. Mm, that's not that good. Oh, here we go. A Journey Beyond the Edge of Fear and Madness. 
That's kind of general. And, oh, oh, this one's good. Is Penn alive? Leon knows, but nobody believes him. Okay. <laughs> nobody believes me. Okay, but actually, guys, if you're interested in this flick at all, before we even get into it, uh, we're going to try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible. You can also check this out in its entirety on YouTube, at least as of this recording, because this movie is, to my knowledge, is not on DVD it might be on VHS, but that's fucking good luck with that. So it's really a, a tough movie to track down. I am glad Dave's pulling all these uh, old flicks out of his uh, his repertoire and throwing them my way. So yeah, man, walking through the eighties. Yeah, Come baby. On, shit. We're doing it. Nineteen eighty-eight. We got one more to go, and then fucking we're onto something else. We're walking somewhere else, or flying somewhere else. Who knows? It's flying. But- Sky, I don't know. <laughs> Sky High. So this movie, uh, yeah, the main character, not the main character, but the titular character is Penn. And that is a wooden uh, doll, basically, uh, an atomically correct man used in a doctor's office to demonstrate the human body and stuff. And th- this movie center around, centers around this family of four, two young children and the mother and the father. The father is the doctor and... Uh, he uses this this doll to communicate to his kids in a fun way. But so much so that the, the young boy growing up literally thinks that this doll is alive. Because the father uses ventriloquism to make the doll talk. He throws his voice and he makes the doll speak. So much so that I didn't even realize that the doll wasn't even alive through the first couple scenes. I thought it w- or I thought it was alive. You know, I didn't realize the father was doing the talking for him, and it was freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> it is kind of freaky, and he even looks freaky. Pin. Oh, he just has a blank look on his face. He's not blinking, and he's talking right. to the kids. You know, it's a strange image to see this, see this doll, and hear this voice supposedly come out of his, you know, his mouth. Well, so- I'll tell you, the doctor—he's fucking great. He should have had us. He should have. I think he's a pediatrician because I think he. I, I believe that. Well, at least what we see, he has children in the office when they're sick, and he uses pin, you know, to explain certain things. So it would make sense more right. that he was just a pediatrician. But this guy's so fucking good at what he does with the throwing the voice and the ventriloquism. He should have quit his day job. He was incredible. He could have taken that. He could have been the next Jeff Dunham, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in they were rich. Vegas and shit. But, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they were big time rich. Yeah, they had money, but I mean, holy fuck, this guy was so good. Is well, granted, it's just a movie when he's across the room, but no, neither child, at least in the beginning, because the beginning they're five and seven. It, it flash forwards, there's like three different phases. They're five, it's a two year difference. The boy's two years older. He's seven, and then she's five, and then later on, he's 13, she's 11. It finishes off that they're 17 and she's 15. But even at that age of seven and five, you know, 13 and 11, 11 years old, she starts to realize she's looking over and she can tell. The younger daughter, Ursula, her name is, she's able to tell that her daddy's doing it. So he's so fucking good at it. It took them a while before at least one of them was questioning it. And he's not wooden, though. I wouldn't say he was wooden, Pin. Yeah, he's probably plastic and and whatever, but... Yeah, I think he's covered in plastic. Mm -hmm. He's he's like basically muscle and tendon and... Yeah, you you see all the the goings-ons under the skin. And apparently he has a dick, too. The movie centers around Leon. That's a young boy. And his kind of psychosis developing as they're growing up. One, he has insanely overbearing parents who don't show affection at all. The mother is a 
complete control neat freak and the father the father is just a non-loving kind of kind of father leon he's in love with this doll he he's best friends with him one night he tries to go talk to him he never talks to him when his dad isn't around he doesn't get it well he goes there one day and then a nurse comes in (laughs) sees the fucking pen sitting there drags it over to the table and starts fucking it i guess is the only way (laughs) you can truly describe it and this boy is seeing the whole thing from behind a curtain and he's probably seven you know dude if i if that was my first time seeing some kind of sexual that would fuck me up for the rest of my life and i think it does this kid too so it adds to it what he already had going on holy you know right but it's hysterical. The nurse comes in to clean up at the end of the day, and she closes the door, and she just looks over. Like, hmm. She takes the thing off him. Yeah, she lays down on the fucking doctor's. What's that thing called where you go in to get examined? It's kind of looks like a bed, but they usually make you sit on it. Sometimes you lay down. Whatever that thing is in the doctor's you office. You bend over. And then on she it. lays down on that too. You bend over. <laughs> yeah, bend over. Yeah, and she fucking literally takes the thing, <laughs> puts it on top of her. Yeah. Fucking, this is one it's basically lonely a lady. Yeah. Right? This is one lonely chick. So yeah. Well, I guess it's better than a dildo because there's a body attached. So maybe it's basically like a blow up doll, except you don't blow it up. It's plastic. And it doesn't talk back. And doesn't talk back. And speaking of plastic, how about everything in the house being covered in plastic? Holy fuck, that woman. Yeah, she is insanely (laughs) controlling. You see it at the beginning. The kids are are eating their uh, lunch or something, and they have a crazy, you know, they the the whole setup. You know, the the house is so regulated and strict and it's just not loving in any kind of fashion you know yeah they're gonna grow up to be i don't know responsible you know but they're not gonna understand feelings and emotions and stuff like that and that really hurts these kids because when they grow up the son ultimately what happens is his mind splits he thinks this doll is real and he's kind of in a in a psycho kind of way he's acting as the doll like Norman Bates does with Mother. He's talking to him back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And then the sister becomes a slut, essentially. She's having an abortion at 15. This is what happens when you don't (laughs) hug your children, people. All right? (laughs) (laughs) Hug your child, for the love of God. Yes. Please. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, though, to think about her. How about when they fucking... They're pretty young. Yeah, she's like 11. It's in the, the 13, 11 phase. Hmm. And the girl, he get, he gets a gift. Or she gets a gift on her birthday. And the parents say, this one is from us, and this one is from Pin. Right? And Pin, it's like it, uh, the gift that, from, that was from Pin was like this ballerina that you turn around. It's like a music box thing, but it's a ballerina spinning around. And Leon is more fascinated with it than Ursula is, this younger sister, be, just because it came from Pin. So they're sitting in bed together at the end of the day. They're in Leon's room. And Leon's sitting there staring at this fucking thing still. And what is Ursula staring at? She's 11 years old. She's looking at a fucking nudie magazine of this fucking girl with tits. She starts talking to him about it. And then um, then they're discovered by the dad or the mother, pardon me. And then they bring them in there once again because the parents are the way they are. The dad, the dad basically has pin explain the birds and the bees to the children because he doesn't do it himself so they go and they listen to pin and yeah, she's how talking messed up. it's so disjointed you know <laughs> right. like like of course you're gonna put all your as a kid of course you're gonna put all your uh, focus onto this doll 
because he's the one that you have the most intimate conversations with. The dad right. is so standoffish and stuff. You know, you're not going to love him or anything like that. You're going to love this fucking doll who to- told you what sex is. You know, his parents right. are nutty. Right, they are nutty. And it's funny because it, it, you can kind of see that she's going to be a slut. Well, first you see the scene where they're in their bed and they're talking about Pin and this and that. And she says, oh, maybe they'll let Pin come here. Leon says to the girl. And she's like, oh, but no, of course not. He's just an office dummy. And then he stands up and he fucking smacks her. Then he goes, don't you ever call him that, you know? So right off the bat, he's like, call him a fucking dummy? What's the matter with you? You know, so she realizes he doesn't. But then they're ta- after the sex talk, they're talking about the need. It's it's quite funny the way the, the, the father has the discussion, you know, through pin. He goes, everybody has this and you're going to have the need. And fucking, they're talking about this. And then afterwards, they show Ursula and, and Leon talking. And she goes, you know what? <laughs> and she goes... They're talking about the need, and then she goes, I think I'm really going to like it, she says. Yeah, she's, I can't wait to get a dick inside of me. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, she even wanted to take the thing off. She goes, go over there, Leon, and take off the the towel, and we're going to show you, you know, show him the penis. And she's like, I'll do it. (laughs) So it's kind of a fucking, you know, a precursor to what's going to happen later on. And then they flash forward to... You know, when they're teens in school and she's the fucking school slut, there's something written on the locker about if you need if you need an easy screw, Ursula will do, you know. Right. And then they're at that, that dance. Yeah. Then it takes them to the dance and all that shit goes on and she's out fucking the guy in the car and, you know, Leon is looking for her. He goes outside, he finds them fucking in the car. You know, of course he beats up the, the guy, blames the guy for, you know, because his sister's a slut, whatever. Turns out, yes. Turns out she gets pregnant. And who performs the fucking... Her dad. This is fucking crazy what? to me. Yeah. What? Right? <laughs> like, holy fuck. Oh man! And the parents—they're just so matter of fact about this. You know, it's like there's no emotion in anything they're doing. I want to also say that the dad is played by Terry O'Quinn, who most oh, yeah, famous right. in the yeah. horror community is in the Stepfather movies, Stepfather One and Two. Mm-hmm. And he's awesome. You know, I've always loved him. Really enjoy him. But once she gets the abortion, though, she kind of straightens up and realizes that that's not a way to live, blah, blah, blah. But the son, he never comes around. He he just gets gets worse, worse, worse and worse and worse. He has such a fascination with this pen doll. He's obsessed. It it just takes him over. Yeah. And I find that to be the crux. That's definitely the crux of the movie and the most fascinating thing. The guy who plays Leon, the boy, as a teenager, really does a great job. You know, agreed. A lot yeah, of times, they all do. oh yeah, the acting in this yeah, well I mean, acted. It's a it's a low budget movie, definitely, but the acting sure. is is really good. Actually, yeah. The only thing I would say that would knock it as far as budget is the score is pretty bad, but that's that's the only low well, budget problem I think. It's still, I don't know. I think the score it's still creepy, and for the time, it was different. It was like a you know, this is made in 88. It seems to me, it seems like a 90s type score to me. It's like, it's like synth and things like that. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. It was kind of a creepy score. Hmm. I don't know. It was better than using, I mean, you're not going to use slasher music in a movie like this, of course. But I don't know. It kind of fit the movie, I guess you would say, the score. Yeah. I mean, this I isn't know. really like a, a necessarily a straightforward horror movie. There's not a lot of horror elements in it. It's mostly psychological and right. uh, and and just the feeling of dread, you know, that's it's just keeps building and building and building. You know, lots of people would probably say that this movie is slow 
And, you know, it, it's not necessarily fast action constantly all the time, but you have to have every one of these scenes to see the progression and to get the entire right. envelopment of the story. If you don't have every single one of these, if you just get the shorthand version, it's not going to have the same effect. You know, so I wouldn't say it's slow. I was engaged the entire time. I, I was fascinated, like, what's going to happen? You know, <laughs> this kid is fascinated with his doll. Eventually, the parents die in a car accident. Spoiler, that happens probably at the end of the first act. They die in a car accident, and, and that's it when... It pins in the car. How about that? <laughs> yeah, pins in the car. And that's when the, that's when the younger son really just kind of totally jumps off the diving board and goes yeah. goes balls in and he starts doing he i guess he teaches himself the ventriloquism that his dad you know was doing with Penn, and that's when he does the talking back and forth much like norman bates and mother in the psycho series totally. very much and it, it has that same kind of creepy vibe and the son or the actor who plays the son does just a, as a phenomenal job as norman bates does in, in that series and yeah very so, good performance mm-hmm. yeah really good if if he wasn't as strong it wouldn't sell it you know because he's got to sit there and act off this puppet that's not moving totally motionless and stuff like that what's interesting i thought though was the, the way why pin was in the car it, it just it couldn't happen at a worse time for what what's going to happen with this dude because he's trying to figure out what college to go to and he's arguing with his father about it and his father wants him to get out get out of the town and go somewhere else because he's, you know, he's a straight-A student. He's fucking very intelligent, but he has a little, you know, socially he's a little awkward, and that's his parents' fault, really, but whatever. So they get to that point, they have, they're having this discussion tonight about the college, where we're going to go, and he ends up, this fucking crazy bastard, because we see it the first time when they talk about the abortion. They run off because the girl tells him I'm pregnant. He goes, what are we going to do? Because he's like, well, let's talk to Pin. And she humors him, and they go there, and we see that for the first time. We see that Pin answers back, and now the girl goes outside, and she's like, "Where'd you learn how to do that?" And he's like, "Do yeah, what?" That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's giving this fatherly advice to his sister through Pin, and apparently he doesn't know he's doing it. Much like you said, like Bates and, and, and Mother and Psycho, same thing. Then he goes back to him another time, and this was the, the first the first time they went was the first time that they ever spoke to him without father being there. You know, he's like, well, this is something so important. He's like, Pin has to answer us this time, you know. And sure enough, he made it so Pin answered. And then the second time there, he's arguing about the college. He goes to his father's office. He's talking to Pin about what college to go to. And the father just happens to come in there because he forgot some papers. They're rushing to an important – he's going to give some speech. So they come in there and he's like, oh, fuck, I got to go back. I got to get these papers. So they go back, and the father sees that, you know, uh, Leon is talking to Pin. He realizes something's wrong with Leon, so that's why he goes outside. He takes Pin out of the fucking out of the office. Obviously, he was going to get rid of Pin right then and there because he saw the problem with his son. But unfortunately, because they were rushing to this big meeting, you know they 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 slid off the road and, and they died in the accident. It's weird because how about when Pin like sits up in the back seat right as the accident <laughs> right. happened? It's kind of creepy, you know. It is any time they show this doll, it, it's fucking creepy because he just has this dead stare. It's not like some of the other movies with dolls where parts of the doll would move and stuff like that. Like, there's nothing there. But yet you still, like, feel his stare. 
coming at you and it's it's kind of creepy definitely uh, especially when after the parents died this fucking i guess like their aunt comes and stays with them to take care of them and yeah, th- that's and when <laughs> that's when that's when leon you know he already tells his sister he's like i don't want this bitch here i think we're fine on our own uh, sh- uh, she has a heart problem he ends up scaring her to death <laughs> With this goddamn doll, yeah, yeah I would be frightened too. to death. It's fucking, it's fucking scary. So that yeah. scene is fucking creepy as shit. Yeah, too. yeah, it's and really she's in bed. Dorothy, holy fuck, because he moves pin in. Basically, when everything, go, when shit goes awry and the parents are gone, first thing they do is they come home, and they rebel. They take off the plastic off the furniture. We're all going to do this now. But about we got some money. They don't have to fucking work if they don't want to. Whatever. They're 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 and I wouldn't say celebrating. But it's just part of the grieving process. They're just letting loose a little bit, and they're taking the plastic off. And, okay, we're going to do what we're going to do, whatever. But, of course, Leon, being as fucked up as he is, wants to move Pin in. So the first fucking thing this kid does, he brings it in his parents' room, sets it in the chair, and then puts his father's clothes on it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ursula sees this, and she's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And then she tries to say something. He comes up again once or twice. He's an office dummy. or But, you know, he raises his hand like he's going to strike her, and she backs down. And then she eventually learns... I'm not going to try to convince Leon that that pin's not real. I'm just going to have to go with it and try to take care of him. I guess from then on, I guess they're old enough to take care of themselves. They have the the money from their parents, and they live on their own from then on. And you're right. The daughter just tries to live with it. She's like, I can't. There's no fixing my brother. He's right. He's you know has multiple personalities now because of the way we were brought up and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to live with him and and be with him no matter how crazy it is and yeah and i i think that's why she took the job at the library because she went to the library she started reading about um different psychosis you know schizophrenia and things like that and then they she saw they're hiring part-time she's like yeah i don't i don't want to sit around the rest of my life i don't have to work but i'm going to work part-time at this library where i want to and i'm going to go to school whatever i think she really wanted to go there to read up on you know her brother and his condition and she probably was afraid to bring books like that into the house because oh yeah because he would snap on her instantly yeah because he's intelligent don't get you know he's an intelligent guy he just he has the psychosis basically Mm -hmm. so yeah now they're on their own somehow they're 17 or 15 and they're allowed to live on their own see i couldn't tell i thought maybe it jumped forward in time again and now they were in their 20s it's really kind of vague there's no like you know 15 you know there's no like five years later or anything like that on the yeah, it's true so. and if he's 18 years old you know by this time then so be it then fine then he is allowed to you know what i mean they, they can handle that and whatever she's not going to high school anymore so yeah i guess maybe it is a little bit after that but that's neither here nor there it has nothing really to do with the plot but mm-hmm. yeah you know, she uh, starts at the library and then she meets the guy at the library and yeah she ends up that. getting a boyfriend and this you know is at the beginning of the third act uh and Obviously, her brother's got a, a big problem with another man coming in and taking her away from him and stuff like that. And this is where I would say a lot more of the horror develops is in the third act because yeah. you can see his breakdown and him trying to manipulate them to to split them up. He's already killed a family member, so you think eventually something's going to develop between them. I want to uh, say, though, that I didn't... You would only know this if you looked on IMDb, and that is the voice of Penn is actually done by a different actor. 
which is strange, but it's Jonathan Banks. The only reason I know who that is, he's done a lot of TV work, but most recently he was Mike on Breaking Bad, which is a big, a huge character huh. on that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Uh-huh. Well, I knew that it was the same guy doing the voice because obviously the the father and the son regardless of who was doing the voicing for Pin, Pin sounded the same. Yeah, and so you had to figure that one guy from the outside was doing it, you know. I was glad they did that because it just helped yeah. you relate, you know, to how creepy that just having this doll's presence there was. You you said he dressed the doll up in his father's clothes, didn't he? He put like the skin on right. on it at one point. How did they even do that? Yeah, I don't know what he did. He put hair on it because he didn't have hair prior to that. He put hair on it and he put skin on it. Now you can see the skin isn't really skin, of course. Um, yeah, I want to say it's some type of makeup, but it, it wasn't really like um, latex either. I don't know what it was, but it was something. He'd, but see, but it, it's kind of alluded to that 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 Leon is, you know, he's a clever cat. He does things. He builds electronics. He does the poetry later on. He's very intelligent. So I mean, I don't mind that. It's not so far stretched. He would find a way to do that. But yeah, that was quite interesting. He put all that shit on and dressed it up, and then he, he brought it to the dinner table after Dorothy was gone. The aunt passed away, and like fucking Ursula was like, "No, I'm not gonna eat and have this fucking thing here, you know, sitting there watching me eat dinner." But you know, first they stored him in the attic when Dorothy was there. Then he brought him down after as soon as the aunt was dead. One day later, part of the family. Yeah, right back in the fucking room, and he even he's talking to her. He goes, "Pin is more of a part part of your family than Aunt Dorothy ever is," or something like that. Man. This guy, you know, he's off the deep end. He is and, fucking lost you know, it at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he brings him in the room and he's talking. That reminded me more of anything of um, Norman and Mother because he's carrying Pin downstairs from the attic and he's putting him back in the chair in the parents' room and he's like, you know, and he's doing the Pin voice. I hope I don't have to leave again. I yeah. like this room. You know, and he's talking to him and, yeah, pretty out there. Very cool, though. Very, you know, reminiscent of of Norman and Mother, but done... Done yeah, in a, in a done, fucking very good fashion. Done in a different know? way. And also yeah. uh, another different element is that you see where it all came from. You know, with the Norman mother right. thing, you're just smack dab in the middle of it. You never see, I guess until part four, how it actually, you know, <laughs> oh, how it develops. With this, you start out when they're super young. You could actually understand how someone could become like this. Uh, if, if you raise a child like that, and yeah, you just have it. To me, that that's what makes this movie work is the whole scope of it all. If it started out as an as they were an adults, and this guy was just carrying around a fucking doll, and you know, talking as the doll and stuff like that, it wouldn't work. It would be laughable to me. But since you see the whole scope of his character from start to finish, uh, that's where all the dread and the the, the creepiness comes in. It's just. It's just because literally the doll doesn't do much in this entire movie, but sit there with a blank face. You know, it's all coming off of the brother Leon, all of it. So I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I would have never have ever seen anything like this because it's hard to track down. It's very obscure, but you know, some would say it's a psycho rip, but I think it's extremely unique in that it's just about these characters. And their development, and and what happens, and and that's what's interesting about it. There's no car chases. There's no literal monsters under the bed or anything like that. It's it's all about this brother and sister duo, 
and their other brother or father figure in Penn. And it's terrifying at times. And I, I really enjoyed right. this movie. I really did. I thought it was great. I, I put this on at like midnight last night, and it kept me engaged all the way to the end. So I know you're a fan of this movie, Dave. I guess let's go ahead and give it some ratings. I, uh, If we're going three out of five you know, on the Netflix rating scale, I'd definitely give this three. Uh, probably a three and a half. I'd say three and a half. I really... Uh, you know, had fun with this movie. It kept me engaged the whole time, and the pen is creepy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get the image of this fucking guy out of my head. It, you know, so it, it's definitely a creepy fucking flick. Definitely, I very say, memorable. Yeah, peel it back for sure. Peel it back, and I'm glad you liked it. Good. I'm glad I get a three out of five out of it for you. And um, I'll go. I'll say I'll give it a four. I'll go a little higher. Oh, I've really? seen it five times. I've five seen it five times. times. Holy shit. Yeah, and I didn't see it forever because you couldn't see it. And I, I only knew about it through a book that I read about a Fangoria book that came out. And it was a gifted to me, and there was a bunch of movies in it saying uh, 101 movies that you've never seen before or something along the Good book. If you can get it, get it. It's Fangoria 101 Best Horror Movies You've Never Seen, I believe it's called. So anyway, I knew about it, and the reason it was called You've Never Seen, availability was, you know, there was none. It was hard to get it. So I knew about it. It came on Netflix streaming for like six months and then came down. Once, like right, right now it's on YouTube. It comes and go on. It comes and goes on YouTube. It goes up, comes down. But yeah, I've seen it five times now and, and like I didn't even see it ever until two years ago. So even after five viewings, yeah, it's a very unique film. It's interesting. It's psychological terror. It, it, it's good shit. It's, it's good to see good performances. All around very good movie. Um, so yeah. Four I, to five. Peel it back, of course. Check it out. If you can, get on now. Get on YouTube now yeah, go, if, if we've yeah. piqued your interest at all. Go check it out now and just watch the opening scene. We didn't yeah, really talk right. about the opening scene. I think we shouldn't. But if just watch right. that. And if that doesn't intrigue you enough to check this flick out, then you know, then don't watch it, I guess. But it, that scene should draw you in in itself. Trust me. Uh, yes. It's, it's yeah. a creepy, creepy little film. Definitely. Yeah. We're not discussing the beginning or the end, keeping it spoiler free in that respect. But it's good. Check it out, man. It's it there's it a good payoff. It's cool. You you won't come away from it thinking you wasted any time. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Pen Banana Laser says peel it back. Do you like movie reviews that are insightful? Thought provoking? And delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture? without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong f***ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.krugernation.com
All right, guys, that was it. That's another Banana Laser in the can, as they say. Thanks for listening, as usual, Lasers. You guys rock. You guys are always there supporting us, doing crazy shit online, and, you know, on Facebook and stuff like that. We really love that. Hope you guys enjoy the show. We'll be back, you know, with some more. Right, Dave? Hell yeah, yeah. And thanks again, everybody. Thanks for your support. With the Saw series, we it was a blast, the whole thing. Yeah, we're going to keep on keeping on. Don't fucking forget about Wazell over here. This fucking dude is uh, on another level right now. Don't yeah. fucking, I'm, I'm just a, I'm, no, for real, dude. Right. I'm just a character on here. I'm up here. I'm fucking, <laughs> hey, yo, I'm cracking a joke. I'm a fucking, I'm a one-trick pony. This fucking guy and the shit he's doing and the producing, he's fucking oh, responsible. Yeah, you. oh, you're welcome, but dude. But people I are mean, tuning in for the hey, yo's, Dave. Don't cut yourself short. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay, but fucking, uh, without fuck. the production, but fucking, I'm okay. But fucking, I am okay. But fucking, but I don't think my wife wants to talk about it on, on the air. So, but but I will. But anyway. send Dave uh, videos of butt fucking to his home address, which is Dave. Angel above, the devil below. Oh, you That's got all it. I have to say. Yeah, send him a copy of that, please. And we'll review Everybody it on the next it. show. Yeah, I was just gonna say that we're not gonna walk through the '80s. We're gonna walk through the '70s, starting fucking next decade. This is we'll do an angel show. above the devil below. <laughs> oh shit! We do have one more walking through the '80s, and then who the fuck knows? Maybe we'll cover fucking horror porn. I don't know. <laughs> but <porn>. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to all you guys for listening and fucking hanging in and the saw retro went really good better than i expected and, um, and really long apparently really really fucking long i had no idea how, what the fuck there's there is no concept of time but you know what i'll stay here i'll watch fucking horror movies for the rest of my life and fucking talk about them if, they, if that's what if that's what our life truly fucking is now you know if this is a <laughs> this is what our life is now. I, I can think of worse things. So yep, that's true. Rock, so, rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll indeed. So, all right, lasers. Until next time, the lounge is closed. See ya. Okay, butt fucking. <laughs>